0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to the movie newbie. I'm your host, Jabril, and get ready for the show. Just a word of warning, spoilers
1: ahead. You. Yo, what's up guys? <laughs> and we are back. How has no one stopped us <laughs> yet? That's what I want to know. I would I wanna this much. Well I'm surprised Mr. Podcast or well, I'm surprised <gasps> Mr. Podcast or Mr. Spotify hasn't like tapped us on the shoulder yet and said, "Yeah, what? you you guys have I've had enough. Okay, it's time to leave." Steve.
2: Wow! <laughs> how 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 did we do this? <laughs> how did we come to this? No point, one's guys? buying what wow. you're selling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a New York accent. Hey guys, come on. Let's uh, let's cut the crap here. All right. You got no one's listening. No one's no one cares. All right. Let's just come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What, a movie podcast? Another one of those? Fucking hell. (laughs) Well, as you guys know,
0: I'm back with the main men, Raf and Ollie. How about you
1: guys say hello? Yeah, I don't... I feel strange introducing myself after what we just did. But uh, yeah, hey, hey, how's it going, everyone? It's good to be back.
2: (laughs) Hi, how's it going, guys? (laughs) I, I, I don't expect a response, of course. Yeah, so good to have you.
0: So, for this episode... I think we're going to switch it up a little bit. And um, No. Yeah, no. We're going to switch it up, and it is my turn to choose a fucking theme. Um, plot I'm, twist. Plot twist, hell yeah. So I'm going to choose a theme because...
1: Uh, I'm sorry, Jabril. <laughs> uh, this was not what I signed up for. Um, yeah, um, Ollie's going to leave. <laughs> you did not okay this with my representation in advance.
2: Yeah, my agent said this can't happen. Well, you guys put me through <laughs> fucking
0: midsummer, so... Yeah, I. Enough. Okay. Yeah, that, go on. I, I decided yeah. that I'm choosing a theme this time. And <laughs> a complete contrast. I think we're going to go for some Pixar movies this time.
2: Oh. <gasps> <gasps> yeah,
0: Pixar. Cuz for me, I think my first initial memories, my first my first memory of watching a movie was a Pixar movie. And mm. it's something that I always held dear. To my heart, you know, like Pixar for me, I've pretty much seen every single Pixar movie, except for a few. Like, well, there's definitely one big name that I haven't seen, and I don't know why I've never seen it, but um, that's Uh WALL-E. I haven't seen WALL-E, which is, I think for everyone, is Uh. the best Pixar movie for a lot of people, especially critics. Um, But for me, my favorite movie is... 1995 the first ever Pixar movie Toy Story and uh um, <gasps>
2: is that the yeah. first film we're going to we're going to go through
1: the first movie that we're going to wow. go for is Pixar's Toy Story I'm excited I haven't seen that film in a long time Oh dude it's I've I've actually to be honest
0: I can't remember the last time I've seen the first Toy Story but I remember it being one of the first movies that I've ever watched in cinema. It was like a whole, you know, it's like a family outing. We were all into cartoons at that time. Like one of the things that like I shared with my parents was always watching cartoons with them and they always enjoyed watching cartoons Mm. with me and going to watch Toy Story with my sister, my mom and my dad. And, um, I don't know if you guys remember the old Shaw Lido,
1: like the cinema. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah. Classic. Classic yeah. theater, yeah.
1: So for those who don't know, Shawlido is a um, a very prominent cinema uh, owned by the Shaw Brothers Corporation in Singapore. Yeah, that's right, bang in the middle of Orchard mm-hmm. uh, Orchard Road, which is the you know the big shopping section of Singapore. Yeah. Mm. So I remember going there, watching Toy Story, and
0: it just blew my mind because it was the first time that there was animation done in that way. I think it was the first. Um, computer generated like well not i think they were doing like cartoons in that way but this like three-dimensional mm-hmm. experience was, no, it was, it compl- was amazing it,
1: it, it i think it had never been it had never been done in like a in a mainstream feature film no. before yeah. so it, it was oh. this was obviously you know toy story was pretty <laughs> groundbreaking for a number of reasons <laughs> was it was in the first um you know, not only was it the first Pixar film, but it was the. Oh, yeah, so. Not only was it a really successful film, both critically and commercially, <laughs> but it also kind of introduced a new form. My, yeah, uh, to, my, fr- my. Uh, uh, so Adi, obviously, who you guys For sure. know. Yeah, Jamie, like, you know, he's it, been in India for obviously for a few yeah, months and now in lockdown. It starred uh, and Mr. Home Improvement. i noticed proof? that like his, Tim Allen. He, you know, he doesn't speak <laughs> with an Indian accent, but he's started adopting uh, like, We <laughs> all remember him from Home Improvement, don't we? Patterns. Who so definitely talking, you know definitely went like, on to have on the, the best like, career out of anyone So <laughs> I can't yeah. think of anyone else who um, you, you really flourished yeah and it's just like that kind <laughs> I mean, of like I rise and fall which you realise is actually so only a thing Indian people do god this is like, like 25 so years it's like so you ago take ago. the computer <laughs> And then you turn it on. You didn't see um Joe somebody or um Zoom. Predict the computer. Well, I did uh, that, that dog, dog movie where he's he's a dog. <laughs> oh my god, the shaggy dog. Hi, the shaggy shaggy dog. dog. <laughs> yes. Which is probably the most terrifying right, sorry, movie guys, event of all time. Uh, oh yeah. I right. was yeah. listening look it up. It is um it is uh, unnerving <laughs> or dumb. <don't. laughs> but yeah. Um and Starring
0: alongside Tim Allen is recording one on of my Zoom. personal favorites. I think <clears throat> probably my favorite, well, so many next to Brad Pitt, wanna... Mr. Tom Hanks. So
2: mm, um, America's Sweetheart, yeah. Oh.
0: So I'm pretty excited to watch this movie again, and I want to know what you guys think about it as well, and how it changed the game, mm. and all of that
2: stuff. So I think we should just get to the movie. What do you guys think? <sighs> I think so. Yeah, I mean, I've got my uh, my, my tissue box prepared uh, because, <clears throat> if anything, Pixar does well is bring out the tears mm. in me. Yeah. So I am excited for this one, and I'm, I'm not going to – wow, I'm already starting to cry. Ready. I think we also get ready? a little ready? short
0: film in the beginning as well. Who's Every ready? Pixar movie does a little short film. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we get a little mini episode. <laughs> yeah, a, little, a little treat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just yeah. – Right, well uh, – Mm-hmm. very excited to uh, be discussing both with you yeah. all right let's do let's it do then. it i'll catch you guys soon then. yay
0: yo what's up and we are back just watched toy story Woo. and yeah such a good movie i it's been such a long time since i've seen this and oh, it was so great
2: i loved it um what do you guys think <sighs> what a breath of fresh air to to watch something and 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 not worry about the world around you. Just be in total escape.
1: Yeah, um, this movie's trash. <laughs> there it is. I'm just going to come in here with a hot take. This movie. No, I'm just Create just friction. No, it was it was yeah, it was it was, it was, it was No, it was lovely revisiting <laughs> this movie. I hadn't seen it in a while and um uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, it just reminded me what an incredible incredibly like creative premise this film has. Mm and um such a wonderful sense of humor such rich characters um you know just get it i'll just get this right out right you know i'll just put this out there right off the bat i actually after watching it i did think though that this kind of cemented the suspicion that i had that i think toy story is perhaps my second least favorite of the four toy story films um and i don't think it's up there in terms in terms of my favorite um pixar films but it's still you know a a really wonderful kids uh, like family film. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed revisiting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm
2: with Ollie on that one. It doesn't quite hold the bar that Pixar has now uh, painted and has now put out uh, in terms of their, uh, filmography, but it's definitely the one that will help build the company and, 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 and built, uh, to what it is today. So it's still fascinating to see the, the humble beginnings of, of this, uh, animation studio. Yeah, no, yeah. what I,
1: I, mean, it's an incredible, like, you know, um, uh, omen for things to come for the studio and, and it's an incredible <clears throat> debut for them. Definitely. It's a huge achievement
0: for the time. Like the other animated movies or anything in animation at the time was basically cartoons. So this was huge. Mm. It was like a breakthrough for the entire genre. Like if you look at it now, there aren't any cartoons. I can't really think of a cartoon animated movie that's been out. Yeah, like when you see, Mm. when you hear of
1: like um, uh, a traditional 2D animated or hand-drawn style animated film coming out and doing well, it's usually, it's almost like considered like an art house film, isn't it? It's the sort of film that you'll yeah. hear about if um, because people have talked about, you know, what uh, how wh- how wonderful the um, artistic style is and how, you know, people mm. more people should should hear about this movie and should go watch it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I guess the, the only one I can think of right now, and I don't even know if it's 2D animation because it does play with that uh, third dimension is uh, I Lost My Body, which I reveled mm. over. Um, I,
1: I haven't seen that. I heard it was one of the best from last year.
2: Yeah. For me, it's definitely the best in in the last decade, mm. for sure. I've never I have seen to put it. Put that out there. I guess um, like the well, um,
0: sorry. Uh, I guess the two no, D, no. the two D animation is more of a <clears throat> Japanese thing now. Like you usually see it mostly in anime. So um, I guess mm. maybe there's been a shift in what people like, but. In terms of the major blockbuster Hollywood movies that are animated, it's usually mm-hmm. something 3D, which Pixar started with. I guess, what, DreamWorks yeah. was another one that did these kinds yeah, of movies? Yeah, and
1: then you got, like, um, what is it? So, Sony Picture Animation, I think mm-hmm. is another Illumination, one. Illumination, uh, oh, yeah. which are,
2: mm-hmm. all the Despicable Me's and the, the, the Secret Life of Pets and yeah. all that jazz. But, like, yeah, the thing
1: yeah. is, even... Like, you were talking about anime films that have done really well. Like, I think one of the most... One of the most um, succ- commercially successful films to come out of Japan in the last few years was... Um, <clears throat> oh, what's it called? Um, oh, man. It's the one about the teenagers who swap bodies. Um, oh, oh, my God. Oh. Does anyone Has anyone else seen no this? Did uh, We like,
2: get a fact check? We still have a fact checker.
1: Yeah, we... we t- oh, I get it because we have no budget. Yeah, that's why. Uh, right, right. Yeah,
2: that's what happened.
1: Um, um, We're not making any money out of this. Oh, this is really bothering me. Okay, but anyway... That was like a a uh, uh, you know quote unquote two D animation style, but even then I think it had a three dimensional quality to it. I think like yeah. computers were used in the animation process. Mm. So even with those two D animated films, <clears throat> I think since the advent of Pixar, you it's required some like a, a three dimensional aspect to all animation.
2: Yeah, mm. pretty much. But looking back at this, right? This was set 25 years ago. Um, This was first brought to our screens 25 years ago. And yes, you can see, I mean, I'm sure we all agree that we can see the drastic progress that animation has now taken um, in terms of its, you know, lighting in terms of its framing in terms of its uh 3d aspect and and all that um you know all that jazz and jargon that i don't really know the technicalities for you can see it um and that's when it becomes very noticeable that this is the beginning of something greater than um and i feel like if we are to start with talking about the animation aspect of this film um I first was a bit, um, (laughs) I I don't know, I I, I looked back a little bit and I was like, holy, I was going to swear, but I won't try to swear in this episode. Holy moly, uh, (laughs) have they gone far with animation, Uh, Pixar. I mean, this looked quite unrefined, very boxy, and quote-unquote outdated, but seeing all that, I was like, it's kind of charming and there's a beauty in its simplicity and its mm. symmetry, you know, mm. it's, it's, it, it gives it that emphasis on simplicity. And, and to, to think that this was revolutionary 95, now you can laugh at it. But back then we were blown away. We were like mm. "What? I've never seen this before. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's incredibly simple now compared to the technological advancement that we have with animation, but I don't know, it makes it endearing the fact that you're looking back at, yeah, the original, kind of the OG Pixar
1: film. Well, I think out of date um or sort of antiquated um, animation styles always do kind of come across in a charming way. Like I think of, you know, um like stop motion animated um, mm. uh, mm-hmm. films and TV series from the 1970s. Like when Wes Anderson did Fantastic Mr. Fox and more recently Isle yeah. of Dogs. Yeah. I think it brought back something that did look a little bit um yeah that was rudimentary but at the same time really charming for that reason
2: yeah yeah it's not overt it's not complicated it's not too refined there isn't an overwhelming you know amount of realism it's just easy and pure for me what that this is what toy story was for me just pure and easy and um yeah and it's just easy to look mm, at yeah definitely
1: but you know there's 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 a quote from john Lasseter who was basically the um the, 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 the top yeah, I think he was the founder of Pixar. And for mm. until he was disgraced during the Me Too movement, he was still the you know, the head honcho there at the studio. Yeah. And he um he has this quote that I've always I think about all the time. Um he said, you know, I I hear a lot that people are complimenting us on how good the animation quality is in Pixar. But I always say that if someone is watching one of our movies in the cinema and in the middle of it, they lean over to their friend and whisper into their ear, wow, the animation is so good, then that's when I know I failed them as a storyteller. Because, mm. you know, if, you're, if your, sto- yeah. your story should be good enough, you're not even aware of the quality of animation. And I think that's something mm. that, you know, not just animators, but any filmmaker would do well to think about.
0: Yeah, I think that's just been a constant in every... Pixar movie, like if that is the starting point, then like with all Pixar movies, in my opinion, they've all had great storylines, very well paced, um, great character building. And basically the reason why I wanted to watch Toy Story was to, I don't know, just have a good starting base point to see like where this company started, you know, like this, this movie came out in the time when things like the PlayStation 1 was coming out, the Nintendo 64, Mm. you know, it was like the golden age of like cartoons on TV with like Nickelodeon and Disney Channel and all that stuff. Um, So like E.T., this kind of brings me back to being a kid again, you know, like the whole nostalgic feeling. So great. And because that is so strong, the animation really didn't affect me. Like, I noticed it a lot more mm. this time. That's for sure. Especially with the secondary characters, like the parents and yeah. the background yeah, yeah. of the settings and stuff like the that. The baby. But <laughs> the baby, yeah, that was scary. Um, Frightening.
1: Yeah. But, but I think your point is that the st- when the storytelling is th- and the script writing is this solid, then, um, you know, whatever problems you might have, with the reservations you might have about the animation style, those will quickly disappear because you get really mm-hmm. engrossed in just what's happening yeah. with these characters. Yeah, for sure. I mean...
2: Which uh, they've achieved, Yeah. essentially.
0: Like, the animation is probably one of the only sticking points for me for this movie. Other than that, it's pretty flawless in a lot in, in a lot of aspects.
1: Okay, so why don't we start yeah. talking about what it is about the story then that um, that you find to be so effective and still resonates with you all these years, you know, mm. on.
0: So, for me, like, I completely, I guess, disagree with your choice of, like, favorites Toy Stories. This is my favorite Toy Story movie um, out of the four. And it just, I guess, sets the... The tone for the series; it sets up the universe. Two great main characters. Maybe the only issue that I have now is that it's the the entire movie is about male characters, and there isn't any female characters, mm. which was addressed in the following movies. But yeah, that's one of the only cons that I have.
1: Um, well, I think mm. I don't. I would. I don't want to take. You know the conversation away from toy story itself again but like i think yeah one of the few aspects i liked about the fourth movie was that they took the character of Bo, who had been rather two dimensional mm. and mm-hmm. certainly didn't pass the bechdel test and had given her her own arc for once and had really redeemed that character true Yeah, Mm because in the first
2: one, I mean, it's very shallow and it's very, very um, minute, uh, you know, character description of of what you can give her. And she really doesn't have anything to do. And the few things she is saying for this story is, I don't know, but sexual in any window. And it's like, you know, come to me, Woody, or like, Mm -hmm. I'll see you later. yeah, And it's... uh, you, when you see that as an adult, you can definitely tell the 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 innuendos that that are occurring there. But as a child, you're probably just like, whatever, it's just a girl toy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely, and that's that's I think that's the strength of of this franchise. Um, is is the they learn from from the feedback that they were given, mm-hmm. and they 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 progress and they um, they strengthen and they they get better.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to take it back to the initial question that Ollie was asking. Um, what did I find necessary? Like, what did I find flawless about this movie? And basically, the for me, the storyline was so great. Amazingly paced, super relatable, because, you know, never before have you been introduced to talking toys like that was, I guess, everyone's mm-hmm. dream as a kid, you know, being able to communicate with your toys so yeah. being shown that in such a new breakthrough, like a a new groundbreaking way, um, it's just great. Like the characters are pretty relatable. Um, they, I don't know, like I wanted to talk specifically about the soldier scene when they're going to go and do some recon on the birthday present. My favorite toys. <laughs> oh, so cool. Like the... <laughs> that entire scene, it was really cool because it showed every character and their purpose in the film. Like, it showed the insecurity mm-hmm. of Woody and the other characters because they were, I don't know, they were like graduating to becoming the older toys that maybe Andy didn't want to play with. And it was pretty funny because it was like, yeah, he got a board game and they started cheering. And, oh, the bed, like the bed <laughs> sheets joke really made me laugh cuz like he got bed sheets for his birthday and they were like, Oh, who invited that guy?"
1: <laughs> yeah, which kid? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which kid is that? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that that yeah. that um that uh, army men scene is really great as well because that's just another this was going to be one of my points that this film does so well at sort of flipping between different genres or paying homage to different genres. Mm-hmm. Like that scene with the um the army man it suddenly becomes like a war movie and yeah. it, you know, um and you even have uh, I think I think this is their little you know this is the the creators tipping their hats <clears> to one of the greats but they're, they they've the the um actor Arlie Ermy doing the voice of the um commander or the sergeant for the army men mm-hmm. and that's the guy who basically played you know m- leading military figures in Hollywood for about 40 years he was the um the drill sergeant oh. from uh, in, uh the, the
2: Stanley Kubrick's
1: Yeah um w- full metal jacket that's it
2: full metal jacket
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah Yeah, it sounded like him.
1: But then, so Mm. you get that that scene, which is like a war movie, and then you have the scenes where Buzz Lightyear first lands. Sorry, first first wakes up, and is introduced, and that's like a a film from a sci. That's like taken right out of like a sci-fi film, and then Mm -hmm. the scenes with my personal favorite scene in the movie is when, um, uh, Woody's kind of, uh, Woody's going around Sid's room, and. You see all, like, the creepy misfit toys. Mm. And that's, like, something straight out of an old Har- Hammer Horror film or, like, a Frankenstein yeah. installment. That, so Which is frightening, yeah. still. Yeah, it's so really scary. So those toys,
0: it's pretty interesting. Um, so Pixar was known for a short film that they did in, like, 1980-something. I think it's 1988. Uh, they did a film called Tin Toy, and it was basically the inspiration for Toy Story. And, um, right. the original toys that they, like the original toys that they had in that short film are the toys that are in Sid's room. And they kind of like pay homage to the, the short film that they did in the eighties. So that's like a little fact for you guys. If you didn't know, mm.
2: Mm. look at you.
0: I'm
1: so proud. Yeah. Cause I love this movie.
0: This is,
2: yeah,
1: no, but yeah, that's and, good. And, and, that's and we got to remember this is, this is your time to shine as well, because now. We're the we technically speaking, we are being the movie newbies for these mm. next for this episode and the next two. This is your <laughs> yeah, domain, and I'll
2: and I'll be honest, I did not know that at all. And yeah, me neither. there are there are probably a few things that you will you will have on your belts that you will propose, and I will be like, whoa, blown away. like mm. you know, because I with Toy Story mm. as much as I love it, uh, there's there's still a sense of curiosity that I have for for these films mm. because. I don't really rewatch them that often, and I, I'm a fan, but I'm not, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't adorn them or or anything like that. So this is going to be very interesting for me. I'm going to be learning as much as as much as Ollie, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a learning process for all of us. That's that's what I love to Yay. say on this podcast.
2: <laughs> and we all have mics, guys, for you listeners uh, out yeah. there. Oh, we yeah. all yeah, oh yeah. This is the first time mics. we have mics. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. This this is a very important episode in the history of the movie newbie Mm, not hopefully not one of us will have uh dog shit sound quality i think that's the technical term right yeah 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 yeah, that's the one that's the one yeah um i wanted Um, i wanted to talk about the themes of this movie a little bit because i think um as with so many pixar films um the reason it's its success endures for so long is because it plays on really powerful universal themes and I think um, the ones that are particularly, you know, um, essential to Toy Story are um, is the theme of loneliness. I think um, mm-hmm. the 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 I think no matter who you are, or what circumstances you come from, every human being on this planet has felt some experience of being neglected and feeling like they've been abandoned, and or feeling like they've uh, lost a relationship, or lost a friend, lost a partner, lost a family member. And the, 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 the secret source genius of this film is that they took this incredibly essential aspect of the human condition and have projected it onto these plastic toys. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing that I picked up straight away with, with Andy is his kind of isolation with, with these toys, which then uh, introduces maybe another theme into, especially Toy Story, um, I don't know about the other Pixar uh, movies, but this one especially is the power of imagination, uh, a child's imagination, uh, which we all know can be such a powerful tool to create, you know, rich and vivid worlds uh, where you find yourselves when you're alone. You know, this this is what keeps us um Happy, this is what can keep us uh, busy and playful, and and all that. I mean, I remember as a kid, I would create worlds where I would just find myself in and and, and explore for, for an hour when I was alone because, you know, sometimes I didn't have any friends around. And I think a lot of kids, including myself, can relate to the gift of imagination. You know, creating a new world with your toys, you know, finding stories and going on adventures with your favorite inanimate companion. You know, it's, there's something so tangible and relatable to, to, to that. And, and, and it, it uses that to carry the narrative forward. And it's so, it makes me, it makes my heart like kind of like tear up a little whenever I see Andy <laughs> playing alone because that, that was me. I was that kid, uh, m- more often than not, because you don't wanna, especially for me, I didn't want to include anyone else in my world. It would just be me and I I had a stick back then. I wasn't into luxury of having like a woody toy. Did you grow but up during, during the, my? Did you grow up during
1: the Great Depression?
2: I did. <laughs> yeah, in nineteen in the 1930s. You don't know actually how old I am. I don't even know how old I am. You look
1: great. But, I have to say, for someone who's 100. a hundred. Hey,
2: it's Jojoba oil. Um, but I I just had this like really gigantic stick and I would pretend to be the avatar because I was a big fan of avatar back then so I would pretend to be an airbender but that's just to play on the gift of imagination and 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 that's how I can just always look back to this film and 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 always find a special place in my heart like what really made me
0: happy about this movie is because I guess because of capitalism and stuff like it made you want to buy these toys and I uh, remember I had this like Buzz Lightyear jetpack thing where it was just the wings and you press the middle and like the wings come out and dude, like I tried to reenact the scene where he jumps off the bed and like flies and yeah, dude, I I (laughs) fell straight on my face. (laughs) But I mean, it's stuff like that. Don't try this at home. (laughs) Don't try this at home for sure. Don't be dumb like me. Um, Yeah but just the memories of like what you said Raf you know like it makes you re- reminisce on the times where you'd play with your toys and like create these yeah. worlds and things like that um that was so strong in this movie
1: and i think it plays out as well on like an i on like a, an idea or a thought that not just kids but all of us have which is that you know especially when you're younger you wonder when i leave the room i mean <sighs> does it just stay as it is? And then, Mm. you know, until I come back (laughs) or is there something going on that I'm not aware of? Like when I leave a room, does life become something else entirely?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, do the things have a life of an interior life of their own? And yeah, that's the, I think that's what makes this premise so great because everyone has wandered that at one point in their lives and it builds an incredible story just from that premise alone.
2: And 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 I mean I I had that as well um, on my notes is I almost wanted the toys like when I was younger I always wanted the toys to be alive so I can interact with them and play with them you know I think you um, when you introduced the the loneliness theme uh, the theme of loneliness uh, it's so true like a lonely child may have a stronger impression on this film than the ones that are uh, you know I guess more popular kids. Uh, because they're mostly secluded and isolated, and they want to just be with their toys and fantasize, the, you know, these worlds out of their heads and and into the space around you. And and um, yeah, it's 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 it, that that's the real power of of this tale. I think is 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 having that is having bringing loneliness to, to, to making it a good thing, not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, and I I think it's something that the uh, the, the the people at Pixar uh, revisit later on. Um, I think mm. I th- I'm thinking of Inside Out, which is one of my personal favorite Pixar films. Mm. And that was mm-hmm. a film that I think had the almost revolutionary idea of telling kids and most kids, adults, that it's OK to be sad sometimes. Not only is it OK, yeah. but it's a good thing. It's one of the colors that make up the palette of the human experience and that without mm-hmm. sadness, you know, we wouldn't have joy. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't know. It's just just many examples of how Pixar just have such incredibly evolved senses of storytelling. Like much more yeah. than you expect from people who work in kids' animation.
2: Yeah. 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 And it's it's uh, we live in a in a good world when when the animation studio can kind of bring that to your screens and, and make you think not only as a kid you're watching this, but also when you're an adult, it makes you think twice about these films. Mm. Mm. Um but I think Jabril pointed out um, because now I want to shift the gear into the adult perspective. Mm. And um, you mentioned, you know, the capitalistic for me, at least there's a capitalistic theme that is throughout. Um, And, and Jabril, you pointed it out uh, just momentarily. And, I wanted to kind of talk about that because obviously as a kid, maybe you wouldn't see any of that. But here, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so just um, it's so overt. It's almost plastered on the screen when you see it. You know, it's a clear capitalistic theme uh, indicating kind of like a hyper
1: consumerist
2: America with yeah. exaggerated and explicit marketing, you know, like uh, the Buzz Lightyear like, toy, you know, the Pizza Planet, Al's Toy yeah. Barn, you know, it's it's very in your face and it kind of mirrors our world with an emphasis on consumerism and commercialism.
0: I mean, the the Buzz Lightyear advertisement that they play on, like, um, the one that Buzz Lightyear, when he figures out that he's a toy... Yeah. And he's watching TV and oh, there's an he, advertisement. He
2: deconstructs his whole That was yeah. such a good um
1: sorry, that was That's my favorite scene. Great <laughs> <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> that was such a great um but sorry that that like uh advert the commercial they had for the Buzz Lightyear mm. toy. That was such a great skewering of what um kids toys adverts really were like in those days. Yeah. I mean yeah. I don't even I don't see any more kid you know adverts for kids toys mainly because I think kids don't play with toys as much th- these days. But do you remember them? Yeah. They were always like Buy this new thing now with X yeah. great wings. You know, it's always like remember, really in
2: your face. I remember the Hot Wheels one. The Hot Wheels would always be, Hot Wheels, come on, get your Hot Wheels right now and the wheel will go faster and faster every time. They're wheels, they're hot, buy
1: them now. <laughs> like, why are they shouting? What's <laughs> up, guys? Calm down. Because that's how you relate to kids. You just shout at them, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you just shout at them, yeah. Uh, um, I got to say, though, I never I never had... I, I hadn't thought about like the... Um, uh, sorry about the like. I don't know. I never thought about it in terms of those levels with regards to you know, c- capitalism or commercialism.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much what movies do. Like, look at Star Wars. Look at um, mm-hmm. Transformers. Uh, Toy Story. There's so many movies that were made that were also commercially like such a great idea like the ability to sell toys mm. and you know it's like what they say if you can sell you like you can not sell your kid um if you could sell something <laughs> to your kid uh, <laughs> if
2: you could sell your kid you'd be you'd be fine you know so, not like, to worry about toys
0: i like usually the target is to convince your kids of something and the kids will
1: eventually convince their parents and
2: yeah doing, i will say this though there is a these
1: there is movies the, i there's an argument to me to be made though that this film is also a bit of an anti-capitalist film because yes it does have a strong emphasis on possessions mm. and material items having significance which is a, a very capitalist ideology but at the same yeah. time it's also a message about how you don't leave your old toys behind right you don't mm. forget so it's it, even though you know they do bring in this new character this new toy buzz lightyear and that you know that's meant to be a good thing at the end of the day. It's also like, you know, how you know, it's you should not forget about the things that you bought last year or that you've had around for, for sure. a long time. You shouldn't throw them out, you know? They have a significance. Yeah. And that's not a very late-stage capitalist kind of message.
2: Mm. No, true. Yeah, you should cherish the old um yeah. whilst also buying the new. So if anything, it's 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 dueling between both.
0: I mean, for me, it's more on the selling the toys aspect in terms of the themes of the movie, I don't see a very capitalistic point of view, you know, for me, the biggest Mm. theme that I saw was um, basically self-confidence. And it's been, it's pretty consistent throughout all of the Pixar movies is overcoming your, how do I say this? Uh, Your fears? um, Yeah. Your fears, overcoming your insecurities, your fears. And
2: yeah, I think, I think with, the uh, for me, I came in and uh, I wanted to be a little more critical than just be thrown into you know the wisdom. Oh well, the not the wis not the wisdom, but the uh the the, the 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 magic of of Toy Story. I wanted to see these little holes into uh, how they mirror our world a little bit. And this might be a little controversial for some listeners out there, but I thought. Um, especially when you go towards the end of the film and it's the chase, uh, well, it's Woody and and, and Buzz and the little car toy trying to get back to to Andy uh, and you see the neighborhood kind of splayed out and it's, you know, this displaying... uh, this neighborhood that's displayed almost looks and feels the same, you know, each house looks like the next and, you know, and that's just the background, but you can see it. It's kind of subtle and perhaps it's an unintentional poke at, you know, white suburban America because, you know, Andy and his mom are white and everyone seems to be white around there. Um, so it, it also has kind of that like very suburban look in suburban America. And like we buy toys because we live in big houses and we have the money to go to like pizza planet. And it's, There's a lot of that Um, and there's also like a gendered tale in this movie, especially because the female characters aren't really addressed and there's really no female voices in this film. So I Mm. felt like this was a very gendered tale about boys. You know, this movie's mainly for and about boys. The story depicts the life of a boy and his toys. His Imagination is very catered to the ones of white boys living in suburban America, but that's just me. I'm just throwing it out there uh, for listeners that want to maybe have a bit of a controversial thought. Um, but yet it captivated the great mass. You know, uh, I just wondered if this story resonated the same towards girls or if it just was a good enough story that it didn't have to have those boundaries that I'm just, this is just curious talking. That's it.
1: Mm. I mean, I, I, I I'm not, not throwing
2: the gauntlet or anything. Well, I,
1: I'd imagine that, you know, boys and girls alike, enjoyed this movie when it first came out just because it's really entertaining and funny. But I'd imagine that, you know, the second Toy Story film, because you have Jesse coming into the scene, I think that was a way to make up for the lack of female perspective and female Mm -hmm. voices in the first film. And that probably did speak to a lot more, you know, um, female audience members um, more specifically. Mm. Um, I will say this though, this isn't really, uh, you know, this isn't really an argument against what you're saying, Raph. Everything that you're saying is true. But one thing I have always thought about this movie is this: it was like a rare, at least at the time, like a rare positive portrayal of a single mum, like a single parent, Mm. because it's never really addressed at all in the film. And I don't think in in any of the films, films, but like, yeah, like it's, it's pretty clear that, you know, this mum is raising her children on her own and, you know, that never presents any problems. And if that were, Mm. you know, if there's a single parent in a film or a TV show, usually, some aspect of, like, domestic disruption is usually mm. sewed into the plot. And yeah. here it's just never commented on. And she's, she seems like a great mum, and he seems to have, like, an awesome childhood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. she yeah. seems
0: like she got everything on lock, you know? Like, I thought it was really f- smart, you know? Like, they said that, um, what was it? During his birthday, right, he got bed sheets, and then she hid a Buzz Lightyear toy in the closet so like already you can tell that she has conspired with her friends to get that bed sheet. so when he got Buzz Lightyear he got the new Buzz Lightyear bed sheets and everything mm-hmm. started becoming Buzz Lightyear and I thought that was a really good tie in in like during the movie
1: yeah. yeah.
2: And and maybe like a silent I mean, I don't know if, if this is an actual thing, but maybe a silent social commentary on absent fathers, um, mm. because mm-hmm. I know a lot of. I'm sure a lot of boys out there have that um, kind of withered father that's like always just in the backdrop of of their lives, and the mom is the one responsible to, you know, bear the gifts, to treat them with, you know, an ice cream, to take them to mm. McDonald's. Uh, the mom yeah. is really the one in charge of of the upbringing of a of a kid's life, uh, whether it's a boy or a girl. And and the father is kind of that like ghostly you know hidden figure that's never really yeah. there but that makes all the money, um so so yeah maybe maybe a little a, a little side side social commentary on yeah. on absent fathers.
1: I mean I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if one of the writers or the director of the movie were raised also, by a single mum. Mm, mm. Um. Yeah. Although one other thing, the mum's got jokes as well. She got jokes. <laughs> You know when she said no, when she's funny when she's bringing him to Pizza Planet and oh I can't remember what it was but she was like yeah sure you can you know you can pump the gas and then you can drive and mm. then you can get your own car when you're yeah. 16. <laughs> and the kid's like oh, yuck 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 funny one moment yeah
2: uh, flap to the knee yeah she's got jokes yeah she's she's the mom's jokes she's real jokes the mom um uh yeah okay so. Now I kind of want to like divert the attention to um, the voice acting. Oh yeah. How, oh yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. I mean, how for me? I mean, obviously the standouts are Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, mm. uh, which help carry the story forward, and they are the ones who end up, you know, you end up really caring about and, and rooting for. But I mean the, the 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 perfect casting and the and the and the true power of 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 these voice actors, w- which they weren't voice actors before. I don't know about Tim Allen, but I know Tom Hanks certainly wasn't um, yeah. prior to this film. And he, oh my God, he like really blew me away when I rewatched this because his the way he can manipulate his voice and the way he goes up and down in different notes is incredible. I I yeah. was astounded by by what he could do and how. How he brought life to woody which is why it makes it such an indelible ca- uh, character and gives it an indelible quality i mean amazing
1: yeah yeah and you needed for sure. i think you really needed someone like tom hanks to mm. make this film work you know because we have he to remember this, no this film was like an probably was seen as like an experiment at the time because as we've discussed those in terms of the technology and the animation style, there was nothing, there had not been anything else like it before. And so you needed mm. someone who was as popular and likable and just endearing to audiences all over the world as yeah. Tom Hanks to anchor this. And, you know, he does a, yeah. an incredible job. Just like you said, um, Raph, he reveals himself to be a really gifted voice actor.
2: Mm. Yeah. and and um And just the... Uh, to, to To emphasize on your point about the fact that this was very experimental, and uh, I do have a fact here: uh, it, it, it was incredibly experimental. That "A uh, Nightmare Before Christmas" the it was mm. a stop motion animation that came out, I think, maybe a year prior, or maybe in the same year. I don't really remember. I we think really it was, think it was like
1: um was it nineteen? I th- I always thought it was like nineteen ninety that that film came out, or ninety two, or something.
2: Uh, maybe 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 it was a couple years back but i know that um the the toy story wouldn't have been able to be to be made if it wasn't for a nightmare before christmas oh, really? a nightmare before christmas was a disney uh, animation and it was one of the first stop motion animations they had done uh, for disney and this uh, and because it became very successful commercially and critically uh pixar was then able to tackle Toy Story and to, to, to kind of launch it. Um, so, you know, thanks to, uh, I forgot his name. Henry Selleck. Uh, no, uh, Steve Jobs? uh Nightmare Chris. No, not Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're just saying
1: names now. Um, the
2: director, of, Yeah, Henry Selleck. N- was it?
1: it? Did he direct um, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the, I think you're. I, of, was... I think you're thinking of Tim Burton. He did the story. I am. Yeah, he did the story, ah. and I think he may have like produced it in some way. But it was ah, Henry Selick who's such the such a new. <laughs> no, it's right. I hate to do this, sorry, but just because I have the the only reason I know this is because I have the Wikipedia in front of me. But it was it wasn't uh. actually distributed by Disney. It was distributed by uh, Buena Vista Pictures. Oh. Um, uh, but well, Disney is... re- redistributed it um, in the two thousands. But whatever, so everything you else be... you're saying, though, is is completely on point. This film did uh, ridiculously thank well. Thank God. Wow. That was like a test. I passed, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm okay, Doc? Um, um, cool. Yeah, you're all right for now. Yeah. You're on thin ice, though, <laughs> Lakat. Uh, sorry, you're, you're going to have to cut that out. I said his last name. <laughs> have, we, have, we, have, we, have we said last names yet? We ha- yeah, we have said on. last names. Uh, okay, yeah. You're on thin ice, Lakat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mentioned so that's,
2: that. Oh. Yeah.
1: Uh, I
0: mentioned Steve Jobs just because after he got fired from Apple, he had some involvement with Pixar and building. Yes, he was an early investor, I believe. Yeah. Mm. So it was a pretty interesting time. Like, first movie, you get Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, and you have a new company
1: with some money from mr steve jobs like that must have been really interesting <laughs> and um joss whedon i i didn't realize this but joss whedon was the, one of the screenwriters on this oh yes. you know mm. buffy the vampire slayer the avengers yeah. that's a pretty big deal yeah yeah
2: yeah big name um so, i mean the 90s what a what a revolutionary uh, decade what a you know it's a a lot a lot happened a lot stirred <laughs> a lot uh, a lot went down it was a, yeah. it was a good decade
1: But, like, the voice acting all around is incredible. And, like, that's always been one of the um, strongest weapons that Pixar had in their arsenal was that they were very, Mm -hmm. um, very clever about how they picked voice actors. And actually, like, this plays into a little bit of a bugaboo I have with more recent Pixar pictures where I think they're actually choosing people, you know, their cast members based more on popularity than they are Mm -hmm. on how good they would be for the role. But anyway, you know that's neither here nor there. I think like just like the casting of all the other toys, you know, like Wallace Shawn yeah. as the the dinosaur, as the T Rex, my favorite. Yeah.
2: My favorite. So
1: uh, and then like um you know we mentioned Arlie Ermey as the Army Man, and then you've got I I can't remember all of their names. Is it George Went? The guy Rickles. from Chairs is the Pig, yeah. Hmm? Uh,
2: Do- Don Rickles is Mr. Potato Head. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Perfect.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. um, and. um Yeah, everyone, the the voice cast is just so on point.
0: Yeah. Mm. And Mm -hmm. the the characters just feel like the perfect match to those voice actors. Like, I feel with a lot of Pixar movies, like, the the choices that they make are just so perfect. I've never really felt Mm. like that character
1: wouldn't have that voice. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, nobody probably would have thought at the time they were making this, okay, so we need some sort of heroic, all-American astronaut character. And you wouldn't think the obvious choice would be Tim Allen, the guy from Home Improvement. But he works, but he's Mm -hmm. so good for it. He's so good for it. and um, Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah, and also like I just because this would be a nice segue into talking about one of my personal favorite characters from this film, Sid. The kid, whoever they got to do the voice of the, of Sid is amazing. I have questions,
2: Ollie. <laughs> Why is Sid your favorite character?
1: You know, I just relate to his struggle, man. <laughs> I was that kid when I I was that kid. I, I tortured my toys. Um, no, 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 no. I like that character a lot just because he. I love like sociopathic kids in movies, especially when they get like their comeuppance at the end
2: you know yeah. like um
1: just it's it's also like when i'm you know another pixar film in uh finding nemo you had the little girl you're like you're like, just because keeps, <laughs> keeps, i like any film that basically says you know not all kids are angels some kids are assholes kids and,
2: <laughs> i mean yeah he's gonna grow up be- becoming a serial killer uh, <laughs> unfortunately well we see him uh, in the
1: third film just so, if you remember yeah
2: Ah oh, poop I don't no, he's the I, um,
1: and, and I mean he's the 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 um ah he's the trash guy tra- trash remover guy what do you oh, say A bin no man way. I don't know um, yeah the, the trash guy the, trash the guy man. yeah 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 <laughs> w- waste disposal I don't know yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> someone who's never like yeah had to do that <laughs> um but it's it's yeah I mean uh, sids for me, I had I had qualms with Sid because I'm like, what a depiction of evil, you know, bad, bad, bad. You know, this is someone who tortures his toys, and I wish maybe there was a bit more complexion, like maybe. He, but then again, it's hard to yeah showcase that and 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 shoehorn that in in Toy Story, um. But I didn't realize he was also in the third one, so maybe he's got a bit of an arc. Um, well, but I just yeah, I just I'm actually really. I more. guess they try to close an arc.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad you said that actually though. Raphael because despite what I said about him being one of my favorite characters that would probably be one of the aspects I think that diminishes this film slightly in my book because Mm. for all that it does right I think when you compare it to some of the sequels in the Toy Story franchise as well as what I think to be the best of the Pixar films that they did later on I do think that they give every major character including the villains Their own arc and a much more complexity, and like you can't blame like Pixar for this. This was their first film right out of the gate. There was probably a limit in terms of what they could accomplish. This was an experiment, like we said. But when you look at, you know, you compare the character of Sid and like Bo Peep in this film, who are Mm. really, you know, one note, to say the the villains like the like the the old prospector in Toy Story two or um, Mm. the Care Bear or whatever his name is in Toy Story three. Um, it, you know, it just falls a little bit short.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's, yeah, it paves the way for, uh, stronger and, um, and, uh, more actualized, uh, characters. Um, and obviously I think the concentration was, and the focus was on the primary characters and, and these toys, which have flourished and have become brands of their own. So they've, they've scored there. Mm.
0: So I was thinking right before we maybe wrap up this episode um, I just wanted to talk about how great Pixar are at um, doing like those introductory sequences of giving like a little bit of backstory so what really stood out to me was the the sequence where they were showing Andy and Woody's relationship and how they became the best of friends basically like going around the living room and stuff and it and I feel like they've really improved on that, especially with like the mm. uh this it's like a similar sequence in Up, you know, and that's like pretty famous, probably oh, like devastating. The the best part of the movie was that opening sequence, you mm-hmm. know. Mm. Definitely. And I feel like that kind of imagery has been really well utilized been well utilized by
1: Pixar. And also, you know that introductory scene also works so well because of the randy newman score oh yeah mm. i was gonna mention like him iconic. at the end yeah mm. Oh, yeah. for sure so before we wrap up though i, I want to ask you guys well i think raf you've already answered this question but what are your favorite toys from this film who is your favorite <laughs> i said toy? a
2: stick right <laughs> <Stick, yeah. laughs> <sighs> uh, raf you want to go first Oh, is it me? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, b- b- beside, beside the the, the long uh, wooden stick, uh, one of my favorite toys, and I think I, I I might have briefly mentioned this in the beginning of this podcast, was the army men. I love my army men, mm. and I love the fact that they came in the hundreds. I yeah, mm. that that was my favorite toy. Gabriel, um,
0: oh, it's so difficult. I'm. Pr- I really like when I was a kid. My favorite was definitely Buzz. I loved Buzz, um, mm. but at the same time, I really loved Mister Potato Head. So <laughs> Mister <I>, Potato Head. <laughs> yeah, Mister Potato Head. So I think I'm gonna go Mister Potato Head. Favorite favorite toy.
1: Um, that's a good choice. Um, well, it wouldn't have been my favorite toy in terms of you know. Having him as a toy as a kid, because he's not really a toy, but probably mm. the pig piggy, the piggy bank. <laughs> I just love that him as a character. <laughs> anyway, and no, what's the name? Mister Slinky, the dog. Actually, yeah, Mr. I changed my oh, answer. Yeah. Mister Slinky, great. the dog, because fun toy and also um, just a really good friend as well. Like he's the mm. only one that really tries to see the good in Woody and believe yeah. him. I mean, you know, even he falls off the deep end at the end, but yeah, just a great buddy to have. Yeah, yeah like most dogs. Yeah,
2: true a loyal friend
0: mm. Shall <laughs> we do ratings yeah so i guess Let's we a- can wrap it up with some ratings
2: all right um so who goes first? well jay bro why don't you go first because this was your theme and this is the first movie of your theme
0: all right sure well just want to say like it's a good movie like really great movie especially pixar it's like the their initial really like uh their introductory release you know like it's their first one Mm it was a breakthrough Mm -hmm. really great characters really great script like um the casting was amazing and yes there are a few like sticking points but overall for me just great and I love this movie it's my my number one Pixar movie just because it's I don't know it's just a special memory you know watching this movie I, I remember going to the cinema to watch it so for me 10 out of 10 i have to i have to give it 10 out of 10 hey yo.
2: Yeah, 10 bon, out bon, of 10 bon, bon, bon. i'll
1: do the music a little bon, army bon, bon, men. Bon. yeah we've got to figure out that sound effect
2: ah uh, wait did you say 10 army men out of 10 yeah, yeah <laughs> I, <don't
1: mind. laughs> I got
2: I it work. i took it yeah I, I feel like that's the obvious one to, to go <laughs> with um <laughs> All right, well, I guess my closing statement would be, uh, yeah, it's Pixar's debut film, and it's a smash hit, both commercially and critically, giving us a company that will change the animation game for years to come. Uh, Not only is it heralded for its uh, innovation and revolutionized animation forever, but also depicted a strong, friendly family story showing off it can do both. A force to be reckoned with, uh, with one that built a small empire in the animation department, So I will give it a 9.6 Mr. Potato Heads out of 10. Uh,
1: Yeah. um, So I think this is, yeah, I think it's a wonderful movie. It's funny. It's emotionally powerful. Um, It's a complete thrill ride for many, for long stretches of it. Um, I don't think, yeah, like I said, I, 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 I don't think it reaches the heights that Pixar have in some of their other film later films, but I don't think that's a knock against this film itself. I think it's more just a reflection on how much Pixar went on to achieve. And as an introduction mm. to this technology and to what they can do, this was an incredible first film. You know, uh, I don't I, people can only dream of having a debut as good as Toy Story. And I will say that you know even though it doesn't, yeah, like I said, even though it's not successful in all the departments that I think some of the later Pixar films are, I still think this might be the best premise they ever landed on. The idea Mm -hmm. of toys that could come to life and just wanted to be played with and were fighting for the attention of their owner, of their kid. Um, I think, yeah, it's like something from a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale. And it's just so such rich ground for storytelling Mm. and so yeah so i i'll I'll have to you know i was going to give this an eight but i'm going to give this a nine um i'll give it nine big one rockets out of ten nice sweet nice overall a good score yeah Mm. overall
0: averaging what Mm 9.5 yeah i like it there well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Really great to talk to you guys again. And I'm really excited for the next one that I've got for you. Ooh, exciting times ahead. Suspense. All right, before we say goodbye, I, I got to hit you with that like, share, subscribe, comment, five star, share, review, do all that stuff. You know how it goes. And yeah, just wanted I to say you. thank you for listening. And thank you for guys, for you guys being on the show. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. Hey, guys. If you like the show, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on both at The Movie Newbie. Thanks for listening, guys, and catch you soon.